Well, welcome back to the Small Business Reflections Podcast. My name is Travis Van Dusen. I'm back here with Brian Reefman. How you doing? I'm good, brother. It's uh, it's a beautiful day outside. Uh, we're back on the podcast uh, talking about uh, things that uh, we both uh, are passionate about. So it's a good day. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't think it'd be hard to say that you're passionate about benefits, but uh, it's a, as we as we talk about all the time, it's a very necessary and needed thing in our world today. For sure. So today we're really going to lean into the nuts and bolts of employee benefits, and really we want to know is what does it, what does starting and managing employee benefits look like? Yeah, when we get this conversation uh, or this question rather two or three times a day almost, uh, because folks are are just exploring or trying to understand, you know, because the concept is we're we're really familiar with Google, right? We we know what Google mm-hmm. is for sure, uh, but we don't always know what to Google. And a lot of times folks uh, fall in our lap or stumble across us, uh, but they're not really sure where to start, what it looks like. So they don't really know what to put in the search box. Uh, so today we just kind of want to break down the nuts and bolts of, of starting and managing and then kind of renewing employee benefits and really answer the question of what is the process from starting to renewing small business employee benefits look like and, and should we be fearful of that process uh, and can it be seamless um, and an easy one to manage. Yeah, so let's let's get started at the beginning. So how do businesses find upstream or insurance advisors, and where do we start? Yeah, so, I mean, most of us now start at the Internet, right? We, we pop in the Google search box, and we put something there. Uh, so a lot of folks will start on the Internet. Uh, there, there is information on the Internet for sure uh, that can kind of steer you in that direction. So if you plug in employee benefits, uh, small business benefits, small company health insurance, you're going to stumble across something. Uh, in your searches, you may stumble across insurance carriers. Uh, in our area, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina certainly can have something to say about it. United Healthcare, um, various different uh, internet uh, or excuse me, insurance providers are going to are going to be there. You're probably going to find insurance agencies. Uh, that's uh, technically what we are as an insurance agency. Uh, with insurance agents or advisors, so you, you're certainly going to find information about that. With all things being cre- created equal, are all places created equal when it comes to employee benefits or information? No, um, you can certainly glean information from many places, but not all the places are going to be trustworthy, obviously. Uh, and it's not that you know an insurance advisor is going to be the end-all, be-all. Uh, sometimes those folks can kind of steer you in the wrong direction as well. Um, and there's a couple reasons why, right? So there's inaccurate information uh, or there's kind of half the picture. One of the common uh, examples that we get all the time when people call us, they say, well, you know, I've called two or three people and they tell me that I can't have health insurance. Mm. Um, and they say, well, we've been told that, you know, we're a company of four or five. We're just too small. We can't have that. Uh, which we talked about that on, on an earlier podcast as well. And so, and what the agent should really say is, you're too small for us to care about managing you. Mm. And so, or sometimes they're told or they, they discover that, you know, okay, well, I can't just put health in. I got to put these other things in as well, which is also not true. Um, sometimes agencies like for folks to put several lines of coverage in to make a, a particular dollar amount. Uh, and so, and then of course, the internet, you know, gives us lots of different things. 
talks about different pieces, but there's really a, a big difference between kind of finding the information and what you do with it. So not all places are, are created equal for sure. And see, that's one of the great things about Upstream is that we're focused on the small businesses. We're talk, focused on those people uh, and those small businesses that um, a lot of the bigger agencies don't want anything to do with. They just uh, they don't have the, the bandwidth to handle small. So that's really why we are why we why we exist. So, uh, you know, where do you suggest starting the conversation when it comes to benefits? Well, I mean, certainly if you're in North Carolina and you're exploring that, you can with us, with Upstream. Um, we have been in business for 12 years now. So uh, in specific to uh, employee benefits for small companies. So if you're less than 50 employees, uh, we're a great place to begin. And, and we're not overly salesy. So it's, it's really about educating. And that's really where you want to start is trying to get an education, trying to figure out, um, you know, what questions should I be asking? What, what do I need to be doing? And you need to be doing that with a trusted, uh, a trusted location, a trusted agency or agent. I'd suggest asking around, talk to some of the uh, perhaps partners that you have now. If you're, you know, sometimes companies use fractional H HR folks, fractional CFOs. Mm -hmm. uh, so just start talking to other businesses. Who are you using? What does this look like for you? Uh, do you have a trusted source that we can connect with? Someone who uh, give us the specific name uh, of someone. Uh, I, I wouldn't suggest googling and going with a, a you know a platform that's exclusively online. I can talk about that a little bit more uh, as we move along, but that's a kind of a less transparent, uh, more of a really big box, and so that's just definitely not somewhere where I would think that you uh, would start. Old school's best. Word of mouth is always going to be key in this situation. You know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I renewed my, my uh, insurance, my driver's license online. Everything's going to, to the digital age, right? So, I mean, I, I, you get groceries. I order my groceries online, for goodness sakes. Um, so why, when it comes to benefits, do we want to stick with using an advisor? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of what I was saying before is adding a policy or, or insurance requires uh, certain things that just are best done locally or best done in, in almost the same economy that you're operating in. There's compliance pieces. Uh, there are compliance pieces that are specific to uh, North Carolina and maybe even specific to your particular region. Uh, there's the management of the policy as well. There's the delivering the policy uh, to your people, the management of it throughout the year. Uh, so there's lots and lots of pieces. Um, if, if you went directly with Blue Cross Blue Shield North Carolina, for example, which you can do, they'll sell you the insurance policy, but they're not going to help you manage the insurance policy. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks will use uh, professional employment organizations or PEO for short, uh, kind of the ADPs or paychecks or the gustos. There's a, there's a myriad of them that are really big. Uh, they're a bit faceless, especially if you're, you're small and, uh, they kind of just drop you in place, give you the kind of cookie cutter things. Uh, and then you move forward. A lot of businesses start there because they think that's just easier and better. But the reality is, is employees hate paperwork. Mm -hmm. They're intimidated by insurance, you know, just ridiculously. And they, they want a local human to connect with. They want uh, a 919 number. That's our area code in our area. 
They want a local number to call, a local person, someone who can walk them through or answer their questions. Uh, and that's still the case day in, day out from survey after survey. Uh, when we talk to employees, that's what they want because it's extremely difficult. In fact, I had a friend call me this morning. He works for a massive company uh, and his benefits are actually managed uh, offshore. Uh, so the call center that he calls into is going to be someone in another country that he has a hard time understanding them. Uh, he's asking about questions about his health insurance. Well, guess what? Outside of the United States, other countries don't operate like we do. Exactly. And so you're asking people who don't understand the culture, the custom, the compliance, the, the different pieces. He's just looking at his dependents. And so I said, hey, just come on over, man. We'll walk through your platform and get you, get you enrolled, answer your questions. Uh, and so this outsourcing mentality is just not what employees desire. They already hate the process, and then you tell them to call them a 188 number. It's, they're going to hate it even more. So it sounds to me like, you know, uh, when it comes to benefits, there's not a perfect answer. Uh, it's all dependent on the situation of the company, the size, the size of the company, the financial situation of the company. So, you mean, this idea of needing an advisor, you've, you've convinced me. So, so where does that conversation start? What's the, what is the first step of the process? Yeah, so step one is really kind of asking questions or, or us asking you questions uh, questions like, you know, why do you want benefits? Why are you putting them in place? Uh, when do you want them to, to start? Uh, what do your employees want? Uh, it's really common when we ask that question, you know, what, do your, what does your staff want? I'd say 90% of the time, the employer, the owner, the, the, the person we're connected with at the group say, says, I, I don't know. I don't know what they want. And we say, well, you need to go ask them because after all, this is a benefit, a benefit to them. So you may want to know uh, why they want it, why you're even putting it in place. And we've had conversations that ended uh, at that point. It's, mm. well, you know, we have three people, nobody want, wants the benefits or, you know, they're all older, we're real estate agents or whatever. And so I simply say, well, I don't think this is a good fit. This is not something you need to put in place or spend money on because, uh, you know, you're not interested in attracting, you're retaining what you have. So it's not a necessary piece. Uh, so you just really want to know why uh, you're doing what you're doing and, and what you're after. What are your long-term goals, right? What are, what are the demographics? Uh, you're a dental, dental office. Uh, you have, you know, 10, um, you know, 25-year-old females. Well, that's a great place to understand that maybe short-term disability uh, is a good thing to put in place. So we really need to understand why you're doing what you're doing and what you're after. And we just need to gather some simple data, uh, simple metrics uh, of your folks so we can put together a proposal um, and then we we deliver that proposal kind of in a really simple process um, and walk you through it through a video call which is very common and talk about the proposal and, and what plans we've suggested and and why we've suggested them so let's talk for a moment about the uh, the part that no business owner wants to talk about right. let's talk about the cost this is always the the thing that everyone gets nervous about when it comes to benefits is what is what's it gonna cost me yeah. I wish I could just spit out a number uh, because we could probably save a whole lot of time on both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, people always want to ask me about costs, but the reality is, uh, it, let's just single out health insurance premiums. Uh, it depends on age. It depends on location. It depends on uh, what, the, what the nature of the business is, uh, who's, who's inside. 
Um, it, there's several different factors that go into that. Uh, so really, I, I can't necessarily give them a cost. I, I try to say, hey, let's just simply get to a proposal. It doesn't take much time. Then you got the numbers. Then you can kind of make a better decision. But what I do talk about is really how, uh, what, what type of uh, payment or who's getting mm -hmm. paid or how we're getting paid. And really, insurance advisors like myself, small business advisors, we're really paid kind of two different ways. Uh, the most common way is through commissions. Uh, so I'm, I'm licensed insurance agent by the state of North Carolina, appointed to sell Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina products, health insurance, dental vision, things like that. And we're paid a commission uh, based on who enrolls, how many, uh, what the product is. So, so generally a commission is what agents are paid. And this really speaks to why uh, when you make the phone call to several large agencies, they don't return your phone call or don't take your phone call or mm -hmm. tell you they can't help you because the smaller you are, the smaller the commission and agents are not happy with that. And so there's really a second way that we've developed uh, to kind of make up this gap. So everybody thinks that commissions are millions of dollars, but to be honest with you, a company of five employees, if all five employees enrolled in health coverage, that would be about a $20 a month payday wow. for us, right? And so it's, it's $4 per employee per month. And so it's pretty insignificant. I can't do business with that. So we've developed a, another method of, of compensation, uh, which are through our service fees. So we have a service agreement where we assess who, what the business is trying to do, what's trying to accomplish, uh, what products are going in place. Uh, and we, we put in a, a monthly service fee. Um, it, it's typically uh, well below $200 a month. Um, and there's a whole myriad of things that we offer for that. Uh, so really two different ways, commission and kind of service fee um, and, and kind of what that looks like at the end of the day really depends on the company itself. Hmm. A lot of good information there. So what you're telling me is don't, don't panic. That's right. Get in there and let's, let's ask the right questions and then, then find out what the true, the true answers are. Right. And to get to the numbers are free. Yeah. Yeah, oftentimes I think some business owners, especially small business owners, they they don't even want to find out what the answers are just so they can have them. But what does it hurt to, to, to at least know what the accurate answer is? So, okay, now we're kind of walking into this relationship. We know what the costs are. You know, one of the things I think that often some small business owners don't understand is they have a part to play in this process as well. It's not just an upstream it's not just it's not just the advisor's responsibility, but there's a part that needs to be played by the business owner. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So there is a role to play on both sides. Uh, I like to tell folks that the lion's share of things that are going to have to be done, uh, we do. Uh, and so really the things that the business owner uh, or HR professional or, or whoever, the administrator on that side, is really making the informed decisions. So we need a decision maker uh, to make the decisions about what's offered, uh, you know, what those contributions are going to be, um, you know, all of those things. And so you need a decision maker, someone who makes the informed decisions based on the information we're giving. Uh, you need uh, the person on the employer's side to keep accurate data. And so as new hires come in, 
uh, you would put information into our system, uh, someone terminates for coverage, uh, you're, you're putting that information in, or you're steering the employees to the system to make changes. So making your decisions, kind of keeping the data accurate. And the last one is just really being an advocate for the benefits. Um, you know, you're a small company, you've, you've put in benefits, it, it costs money, mm -hmm. and so why would you not advocate for those benefits and help your employees understand why you put them in place, uh, why you want to take care of them, and why you want to give them the benefit to begin with. So making decisions, keeping the data accurate, and really uh, being the advocate is the, is the employer's responsibilities. Everything else falls in our camp, right? And so we're, we're making sure that uh, the carriers are up to date with the data that you're giving us. We're managing the porter, the portal that everybody's logging into. We're keeping compliance. We're handling audits. We're, we're doing a, a myriad of service things. We're talking to your people, answering questions. Uh, so we're kind of handling the day-to-day the -day operations for sure. Awesome. So are, are there any things in, in, in management that gets tricky or difficult for upstream? Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, it, when employers and employees are slow to communicate, right, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing because we always have deadlines. There's always, always deadlines, and people are avoiding the conversation, so they're dragging their feet, uh, especially as now this, this time of year that we're in, fourth quarter, um, we have 60% of our small businesses turning over. They're renewing. And there are really tight deadlines. We have Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas, and so all those deadlines have to be met. And when you take two or three days to respond, two or three days to respond, and so it's, it's a big deal. We're going through open enrollment. Employees move kind of slow. We give them plenty of time to do these things. Uh, they're given plenty of information, plenty of communication. Uh, so just really being slow to move. Um, and probably the second thing is just reading the necessary things. We're not asking you to read a novel. We're just asking you to pay mm -hmm. close attention to some of these things because what happens is I didn't read. I just kind of click through, and then I'm going to get to the doctor's office, and I say, what do you mean I have to pay $200? I don't have a copay? And they go, well, no, you're signed up for a high deductible health plan that's paired with an HSA. What? And so <laughs> you just fail to read that information on the front end and understand those documents and those emails. So those are really the two big things, Travis. You know, I, there's a lot to be said there. I, I can remember I've, I've, you know, I've spent over 10 years managing people. Um, and one of the, one of the things that I've found just fascinating is there's benefits that literally the companies are giving away for free that employees just simply won't go in and make their selection um, or they don't understand it. Um, so, you know, the, the more that the company can stand in and help make that process smoother, it's not just for the, they're the advisor and for upstream, it's for, it's for the benefit of the employee and for the company. So it's so, such a important piece that it's a partnership of encouraging the, the team to work together. So that's a smooth process. So, you know, after you decided, you know, that's an important part of the process, you know, and you're ready to move forward with us, you know, what's next? Yeah, so some of the kind of harder, uh, granular things, uh, you're choosing your benefits, what I'm going to put in place. Um, I'm kind of outlining those benefit details, you know, probationary periods, um, uh, who's going to be covered what, domestic partnership, uh, you know, what's the contribution amounts, what's your, what's your timeline. So some of those kind of granular details we have to iron out. Uh, then we're kind of turning our focus to building uh, your portal. We use Employee Navigator. 
Uh, Employee Navigator is probably one of the best platforms uh, to manage employee benefits. Uh, It's traditionally only offered to large companies, Mm. uh, but we have it in-house here and we offer it to all of our companies. It doesn't matter whether you're a company of one uh, or your thousands, you get access mm. to that. And so we build Employee Navigator, which certainly takes time. Uh, Travis, you've poked around in that system as well. So oh, you, yeah. it's pretty robust. There's a lot of moving parts that we have to get uh, ready on our side uh, to send out the very first email for open enrollment. Um, and then that goes out. And then once employees get the chance to go through, uh, it's a very nice system. It's easy to navigate. It's very simple, very user-friendly. Uh, employees go through, they finalize their selections, uh, choose their benefits, understand what it's going to cost them. It's very, very transparent. Um, and then we finalize that. Uh, we kind of give final numbers because a lot of times the companies that come to us are brand new companies. They're starting benefits for the very first time. So they don't really know if all seven employees are going to enroll or is it going to be three or two. So sometimes the costs do adjust based on the data that goes in. And then we finalize uh, those things and then submit enrollment and all the details to the providers that they've chosen for insurance. Mm. So once enrollment's complete, we've, we've gotten through that process. I guess one of the big questions is always, you know, are you, you know, you do this little bit, you do this amount of work and then you're just, you're set for the rest of the year. What are some of the things that are going on in the background or and are ongoing for the management as far as from the upstream side? Yeah, certainly. So there's employee, employee movement. Uh, so companies have additions, new hires. Uh, so those, those folks have to kind of go through a new hire enrollment. Um, they have to communicate that information then they have to be enrolled in the product providers, Blue Cross Blue Shield, North Carolina, for example. Uh, so there's terminations, employees that are terminated from employment. Uh, they have to have uh, North Carolina state continuation if you're less than 20 employees. Uh, all states have some form of their own continuation. Then there's COBRA, which everybody's familiar with. Uh, there's qualifying life events, so changes. You know, simply you're going in to update your address mm. uh, because you've moved. Uh, we have to make sure that that information is filtered to the providers. And of course, audits. Uh, there's lots of audits that take place, audits that we do personally in-house. There's audits that the carriers are doing as well. Uh, and so, and then also during the, during the year, it's a great time to focus on, you know, staff development and benefits education, mm-hmm. which Travis, that may be another good podcast down the road that we yeah. can talk about. But, uh, you know, so there's always, always something happening regardless of whether the employer is ringing our phone or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, once we get through the first year, we get to what we call the renewal phase. What does that look like? Yeah, so it's a lot of rinse and repeat. So some of the same things we did on the front end, proposal because your benefits are up for renewal, we'll shop uh, to make sure that you're getting uh, the best price, you're with the best carrier, uh, sometimes it, it looks like going through those, that process, but you end up with the same things because that's what's working. Mm. Uh, we're asking those questions again, what worked, what didn't work, what do your people want? And we kind of go through similar steps. It's a little bit easier now because you know what's coming. We've got the system built, but you still have to go through uh, your annual renewal and uh, you still have to have employees go through and choose those things. But uh, a little bit more of a streamlined process uh, compared to the beginning because you're you're not learning new things. You're just kind of rinsing, repeating. Mm. So this is the time to add new things, potentially look for new opportunities to 
to add new benefits and, and uh, add more value to your, your employee base. That's right. So as we wrap up here, Brian, you've given us a lot of great information. Um, I think one of the goals of this podcast in particular, the, literally the past four episodes, has been to hopefully uh, tamper down some of the anxiety some business leaders have when it comes to benefits. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, it's a necessary evil to have, but we're, you know, we, we want you to take a, take a different perspective, look at it and saying, no, it's, it's a necessary, it's a necessary benefit. It's something that's very helpful. Uh, it's life-saving in some cases. Um, and it is a, as we, as we discussed in the last, uh, in the last podcast, you know, it is a part of the compensation package that, uh, that you can offer to your, to your employees. So Brian, any final thoughts? No, it's uh, we try to make it really simple. I'm a big kind of next steps, one, two, three process guy. So I'm not that smart sometimes. <laughs> and so I try to keep it very simple and very easy. Um, and we make your life very, very simple to, to put in employee benefits. But I appreciate everybody. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. We like to keep the cookies on the bottom shelf, as I like That's to right. say. So if you want to find out more about Upstream Benefits, you, you find out more at uh, upstreamadvisorgroup.com. Check us out. You can, you can schedule a call with us there. You can check out and find out some more information about whether we are a good fit. Um, but thank you so much for joining us on another edition of the Small Business Reflections podcast, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Awesome. Be well.